Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. All right, good morning, everybody. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. IRLoneStar.com, Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We are live, hanging out all the way to when we're done, whenever that's going to be. We have new guests today, so we're just hanging out, doing local news, chatting about whatever. So join us on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Feel free to call us anytime. Leave us a text or call message 936-228-9368. And also email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com if you have any any good news that we want to hear. I don't know. Good I mean, news, I, I bad like, news, just like, news news. I feel like the world is in, is under, uh, it's impending. It, it's doom tomorrow or something like that. I feel like that. Um, maybe it's because I've been listening to a lot of conspiracy theories. I just need to stop. Well, there, there was a show I last night that was being recorded, Yeah, right? we do. Uh, Can We Three Agree? It's not really, it wasn't necessarily a conspiracy show. It's just more of like three close friends discussing things and it's fun uh but it's a podcast only because it's too hot for radio well someone wants to listen to one of our podcasts Dick, what radio. do they do they just go to their podcast and look up dick and skippy there you go boom uh today is sponsored by clean sweep office cleaning small bo- small business office cleaning one time to schedule cleanings 832-689-7996 to schedule your first cleaning if you'd like or visit them online to see all their services clean sweep office cleaning.com and then C3 Creative Content Creations. They do video, social media, writing. If it's ta- if it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit C3TheWoodlands.com. Uh, but yeah, so special thanks to those guys. And let's begin the show. Uh, we do have a show on Friday. We have a special guest. We have Jax back in the studio from the Houston Money Show. And he's going to be talking about that. And if you're into coin collecting and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be an interesting He comes every year, but it feels like he comes every week. <laughs> like right when you emailed me I knew exactly who he was I saw the like the Jack Dramat or Duromat Drama and I was like oh wait didn't that just happen no yeah it was 11 a and a half months ago <laughs> yeah so there's that um and well 2020 just kind of ripped past us here you know I, I you know we haven't talked about uh here locally I wanted to remind folks about the Woodland uh chamber is doing Taste of the Town. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show, I'm going to pull up this website for you because this is really interesting. They were in here on Margie's show a while back. And basically, what they're doing this year, they used to do a one time event at the Marriott in the Woodlands where you'd go. Yeah, pay the a ticket, huge ballroom. There were like dozens of restaurants food, having booths all there. That it was kind of amazing. Stuff. And so what they're doing this year, they're doing like kind of like a virtual one where if you purchase a ticket, you get 
certain things at participating restaurants throughout the whole month. Throughout the whole month. So here, if you see, I just opened up on your screen on Facebook. All these little dots represent a restaurant that are part of the deal. So if you purchase the ticket from Taste of the Town, I think it's dot. Uh, what did I do? I don't know. Uh, just visit, you know, look up Willens Chamber. Taste of Town's all right there. Uh, purchase a ticket, you get one of those samples. So you can buy multiple tickets for your family or whatever, and each one gets a, you know, whatever the sample is. Um, it's so, if you have the price for the ticket, believe me, it is so worth it. You just get great. Yeah. I, I think it's really innovative what I they did. If I click it, it tells you what you get. Yeah, no, but just the, the concept of turning this, not virtual, uh, but, you know, kind of you drive out to the places you want to and, and enjoy the benefits. That was a brilliant idea, and they'll yeah, probably keep tickets, that for years to come. And tickets aren't too bad, considering and looking at it right here, you can get twenty five dollars for adults. That's twenty five bucks, and you saw <laughs> you saw all those restaurants that you could go to. You can literally go to every single one of these restaurants. Say, hey, I'm part of the Taste of the Town. I got my ticket, and they'll give you something. You have no idea what it is. I'm trying to look for. It. I don't know where it is, but uh, like for I think it was Pacific Yard House. No, that wasn't right. He just brought me food. He didn't bring me the food that he was given. The samples you get, believe me, rack up pr- pretty much. And think about twenty five bucks. I mean, that's three McDonald's small meals right there. That so you will definitely get your money's worth with this. But I'll you got to act sooner than later because January thirty first, it's all over with, and you don't want to. You know, you want to get your money's worth. Yeah, so I just want to remind folks of that because it's a good deal, and I realize I don't know if a lot of people, are, especially our listeners, knew about it because it's a change of pace for them. And if I remember, isn't Taste of Town usually in February, or is it always? It's always in January. I, I think I think it's in January, or yeah. you know, whenever. Sometimes the that Marriott so room check, is booked check up. Check it out. I just typed in. Let me see what I typed in. I think it's yeah, tasteofthetown.org brings you to the page. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know what kind of food you get. That's kind of stupid. It's a surprise. Hey, le- hey, guys over there at Woodlands Chamber, tell me what food I get. Oh, here we go. There's a, there's a little button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So looking at it, I guess I should pull this up for people. It's uh, yeah. Look at this food. Okay, for twenty five bucks, you get this stuff. So I can't even pronounce these restaurants. Uh, Artisan culture. Avenida Brazil Tarascaria so Steakhouse at this art, Black art, Artisan Culture. You guess we'll sample Bliss Balls <coughs> and our select coffee. There you go. I like that. Uh, oh, see, like a Black Walnut Cafe in the Woodlands. If you're mm-hmm. over 21, you get to try their re- Red Ruby Slipper cocktail. Sounds like they had extra cases of vodka, and they're like, "This is our sample." I like it. I can live with that though. Burgers and Bordeaux. 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 Uh, they get you get a taste sample of their beef tenderloin tips with warm goat cheese, caramelized onions, and Roma tomato. I mean, like mm-hmm. you could literally go around. I mean, you saw if was, you're the kind of person that hits Costco or Kroger when they when they use and once again they'll be doing it, handing out those free samples yeah. at the end caps. That that's what this is, but on a much much better scale. Yeah, well, you don't just get one bite, right? You actually... Yeah, no, they'll give you a decent sample. Yeah. So, like, look at this. You can hit all these spots right here, and boom, you're full. Or I am. You can almost walk it. So, tastethetown.org, support the local chambers in the Woodlands. There There you go. go. All right, there's there's that. Uh, There's that plug out of the way. So, last time we had a show, we didn't have Monday show. That was due to me. Um... I was ready to go too. I know. I was not. I woke up and it was. 
I, you know it's weird. Let me ask. Twenty four hour COVID. No, I want to ask. Like when you turn your heater on, do your eyes eyes and yes. get irritated? Yes. Yeah, like so. I woke up uh, early on on Monday, and like I felt like I was sick, but I wasn't. My face was all puffed. Well, there's I, natural allergies going on around, but think about it. When you when you kick on your furnace, there's a lot of dust and stuff that's been settled, and then when that furnace kicks on, it ignites a lot of it or heats it up. It goes out okay. there. Yeah, because I was sitting there and it was bad. I was. Because yeah. that was the night that I got really cold, and Aww. or that day, poor Dick. So I guess we turned it on, and man, I was just not—I was not having a good Monday morning. And uh, but let's move on. Okay, so what we know you were getting—you were trying to fly back from Washington D.C. from your ca- uh, capital storming, and they wouldn't let you on the airplane, and so you had to man. hitchhike back. You know, I can't. You're on the no-fly. You know, well, I can't wait for for that scenario. Because speaking of uh, interesting things, I know some people that went to that thing. I found out as do I. And what's interesting, the way they talk about it, and the thing I worry about this, the way the media is portraying it, is like anybody there at all during the, I guess it was the coup. They were all there no, for what, the coup. Yeah, was it a rally? Like I don't, I don't remember getting an invitation for a rally. So I have no idea. What, why were people going there besides just to protest? Because I feel like that happens every. They were going to protest the. But like Washington has protests all the time. Like, I feel like if you go there yeah. at any given But week, this was a big protest to protest uh, those who wanted to protest the Electoral College okay, cause, voting. Because the significance is on the 6th. That's when they do that. Right. Okay, so... And so President Trump held a rally. So Trump Trump goes, hey, we're having a party here. Yeah, if you're going to be here anyways, let's... Like, what's the itinerary? Like, was there, like, a website that says, hey, meet here, meet there, go here? I'm not sure, but look back at all the rallies that he's held over the years. It's just well, like, looking hey, at there's the, going to be a rally. Looking at the pictures and stuff of, of friends of uh, that mine that went, it looked more just like a typical rally mm-hmm. kind of hangout. Again, just, for the most part, it was. And uh, so I think they're on the list. I told them, I'm like, you know you're on the list now. Like, you got to be on a list. Well, if you did something illegal, then, yeah, you should be on a list. No, I meant in general, just because you were there in the vicinity. Then you should like not that, be on a list. Like that poor Starbucks guy. He's on a list because he was working during the— He's part of the riot because mm-hmm. he's working. He's serving coffee. Yeah, we need to be able to separate the wheat from the chaff on that one. Yeah, and that's what's funny is, like, one of the one of my friends basically said they didn't even know that was happening. Mm-hmm. They're on the other side. They were like, yeah, we went to the rally, and then some people were going different ways to get to the Capitol steps, and we decided to take the long way. And it was just like, because we wanted to see, we wanted to go sightseeing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time they were like getting over there, it was like, oh, well, I guess we can't go there now. And then, so that's what they did. Or or they're lying to me and they were sitting on Nancy Pelosi's chair. <laughs> yeah, what, um, the, the thing that just made me, gave me a headache was Arnold Schwarzenegger comparing this to Kristallnacht. And that just really, at least it wasn't Carl Bernstein once again saying this is worse than Watergate. But... You know, I've researched Kristallnacht. Kristallnacht was the night that World War II basically started. Was that the brew house? The what? No, no. Kristallnacht was Ber- the night that Berlin, the Nazis went crazy on the Jews and okay. started burning down their buildings, oh, their, their businesses, and throwing them in jail. And so that's when it all, that's the night it all started. Kristallnacht means night of the broken glass because Ooh. they were all these storefronts being shattered. Poetic. Yeah, and so... I'm looking back over the since May, no, that, buildings you, burning down, being told that's peaceful protesting, well, but anything, idiots stormed yeah, the I'm, Capitol for selfies. Literally, they took selfies with statues. Or, hey, how's know. it going? No. Or this guy wearing a, a moose hat and saying, I'm not going to eat it's food hard, if it's not organic. Sean, it's hard not, we, I agree with you, it's hard not to say that it was a little overblown. <laughs> it's a lot overblown. A little overblown. And I, I think what's most, I think the scariest thing 
resulting in today is you talk about the glass breaking and like significant moments like and this is going to be kind of sound small compared to that what you were saying is you know when twitter and facebook and all this these people do this stuff and then yesterday or two days ago they talk about uganda (laughs) i'm just like for those you don't know twitter put out a a tweet yesterday talking about how in uganda they're trying to have an election and but they're shutting down social media, and that's just the worst thing imaginable to do is is to deny social media to anybody. Well, you know why it started the Uganda thing. Yes, because it's a really screwed up election. So something was going down in Uganda for this election, and I believe uh, somebody was shutting down, uh, trying to close these Twitter accounts and everything because they said something bad about the president. Mm-hmm. And Twitter's like, hey, you can't do that. And they're like, well, you know what we can do? We can just stop Twitter. So they banned all social media being used during the election. Mm-hmm. And then that, it, so it's really funny. Because it, this is what what's kind of frightening to me is how does anybody who pays a little bit of attention not smell something funky? Well, with the way they handle Donald Trump, because I can understand, like, I can understand it. If they treated this as a normal rule mm-hmm. on their platforms, but oh, it's very I, capricious. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But uh, it seems one-sided to it. And capricious says, I decide that you know, yeah, cats suck, dogs rock. Make, That's yeah, capricious. it doesn't make any sense to me because I totally get it. Like I get that you don't like the guy and you want him off, but like if if you think that what he said was inciting violence, and we got bigger problems for your. Your well, I was rule breakers. You know, I have it because there's so many more on your platform. I, I have a show with Jay Stillberg, wh- whom we love, my Democratic nemesis. Love you, Jay. Uh, but we were uh, doing a show. Purple I will Politics say I yesterday. voted for Jay. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, I voted for Jay end. too. I think Jay rocks. But we were talking about it, and because he was saying, well, you know, he was inciting it. And I'm like, how? What did he say? He did not say lock and load. He did not say have fun storming the castle, boys. He did not say. You know, kill Whitey. He didn't do anything like that. And Jay said, "Well, he he said we're going to fight this and this. Well, well don't ruin it. Well, we I'm watch giving it. you a teaser. I'm giving you a teaser. And I pointed out if those words had come out, literally take the transcript from Trump. Yeah, which is easily well, revealed, we, and put them in those words in anyone else's mouth in the world, like it's Malcolm weird. X, Martin Luther King, AOC, anybody, and it would have been a, a a rally, a call to action. It's they don't like him, and, and oh, yeah. that's where when it gets to it." The the impeachment scenario is happening right now, and they're trying to invoke the twenty fifth, so he can't run again, which cracks me up. It's like, well, if Biden won so handily this time, what? Why would you be afraid of Trump running What's again so in four years? To me, this is good. Let's get let's go a little further with the craziness. Okay, if you hate this guy so much, just take him out. <laughs> Dude, don't say that on the air. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> please don't say that. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't I'm, don't incite stuff, dude. No, you know what I mean. It was a joke. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> it's a prank, bro. Thank- no, but I don't. I don't really get it. Like, if we're this, if we're this wrapped up over a one dude, like, I, it's just kind of like it reminds me. I'm watching a slow thriller. And it's just like this guy's driving everyone <laughs> a four nuts. Four year long, yeah. And it's just like, what are we gonna do about this? And then, uh, then the worst comes out at the end. And I, I just don't get it. It's kind of I'm getting a little tired of the Twitter stuff. And well, here's what's gonna happen with Twitter because with that tweet with you know Jack Dor- the same Jack Dorsey saying, hey, you know, social media is the essential part of elections, which is what that tweet basically said. How dare they shut us down? Social media is essential. So he basically he said we hold the mono- you know you can't have an election without social media. 
Therefore, that makes him a monopoly. And what's going to happen is soon enough, once all the dust settles, several antitrust lawsuits are going to be filed against Twitter, Facebook, yeah. because they are monopolies of their particular platforms. And with with everyone shutting down Parler and Google and Apple teaming up to you can't put in the app store, that's stifling competition. And believe it or not, there are, there are big laws against that. And that's something that will happen. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, I don't—it's just kind of strange to me that— like, Thank when, you, Linda. When you have those moments where, like, where they banned that New York Post article and they made a big deal about, like, you know, we're trying to have fair elections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm thinking to myself, man, come on, guys, like— like you know, someone called you to tell you to take that down. Like that's how that's how you're acting right now. Like if you're gonna follow, if you have a rule, follow the your own rule and ban all these other people saying stuff because you can't make it that obvious. Where it, I, you can't. And but they help. But you've heard me say this a million times before. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna want a yeah. glass of milk. But and I mean, that's I'm what's happening. Saying, they're making it more more obvious. Oh for yeah, the average person be like, I don't really understand how this works. And then because they're not even following their own rules. Mm-hmm. So I dig it. I think uh, boots on the ground coming, coming <laughs> this spring. Oh, it's going to happen. So DOJ is going to be outside our window when we get off the air today. Thanks, Dick. I was I was looking forward to a lazy day. Now I'm going to have to ground. Be. Boots on the ground. <laughs> if if I'm in the if I'm in the advisory cabinet, I'm like just boots on the ground, man. Let's do it. I mean, people are already tired. They're already in their homes. Who cares? They're weak. Right? Is that how you have to talk? Is that, is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's that's the whole point of COVID. We got to get everyone complacent. Yeah, I do want to plug the other show though, because uh, you know, and uh, we want we want to make sure everyone has enough toilet paper in the house. So when we burn it down, it burns real fast. So we know everyone has like yeah, 30... do, double ply does burn twice as fast as single ply. So that's so how that that's mind. how that's the thought process behind the toilet paper scare. But I do want uh, to plug the other show, Purple Politics. Uh, one's online. One's it released? One's online dot com. Yeah, uh, we recorded on Tuesdays. I, I think they're going to start release the first three episodes. It's kind of in a binge thing later this week. Yeah. Um, but it's myself representing the red, Jay Silverberg representing the blue. Two guys picking topics, talking about it. We crack open a drink at the uh, at the end of every episode to show that two people with diverse opinions well, I think it's important. can talk, have civil discourse, even argue and get in each other's business, but step back at the end and say, you know what? This is how let's things hate, happen. Let's hate Twitter together. Yeah. And because, you know me, uh, yeah, I'm a Republican, but I love pointing idiocy out on all parties. Well, I think that's the scariest moment with this whole political scheme is everyone's lumped into something, and but on both sides, mm-hmm. and then it's yes. just, it's kind of like, and especially with like swimming through the crap of Facebook, it's you're going like, why do I even bother with this stuff? Because remember, I was telling you that what was on that show, I said that Walt Whitman quote, it's like you know, don't judge, be curious, or whatever mm-hmm. BS he's saying. And hey, women rocks, man. Well, I know. I, I'm saying I like that quote. I mean, it's the only thing he's ever done that's well, that's well done. And uh, Whitman's done a few. Like, keep, <laughs> sorry, you made me swear my coffee. I'm just, I'm just giving you our time. But <laughs> Why no, is he going to hate on the it's poets? It's kind of like, it's, it, well, it's, it's similar to that situation with January 6th. It's like all these people are terrorists, but like, you know, there were so many more people there that weren't part of it. But we're going to lump them in Well, together. since May, we're told, oh, those burning the, the buildings down, no, that's just a small portion. That's and not everybody. Same thing with Antifa. It's like, I feel like Antifa is the, the straw man for every situation that's not a conservative issue. If it's a liberal issue, it's it's Antifa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can Antifa just be a bunch of buttheads that just don't care? 
Like I feel like they're more anarchists than. Oh, they are, and the, and than, the, they're idiots, and the Proud Boys are, are idiots. Sorry, and I tend to piss off as many Republicans as I do Democrats. But when you have fringes doing their whack job stuff, they don't lump painting your painting your face like brave heart at a football well, game. Well, I think that's the that's the funny thing about the way we're painting this is the people who are in charge don't know how to handle it. I really don't think the like there are elected leaders really under grasp what's really happening. It's D- like that's an excellent point. I mean it it truly is. If nothing else that 2020 proved to us is that at leadership levels, and I don't care which party you're in, we were woefully unprepared to handle what was thrown at us. And you know, yesterday the Texas state legislature went into session uh, for their, you know, every two years they meet and they they started. And if it's not the number one item on their agenda, what should be is school facilities. Schools were woefully unprepared, you know, and I'm talking about forget, you know, personnel and teachers and stuff like that. I'm talking about the actual facilities are like, oh, you got to stay at home. You can't force people to distance learn. You can't because it's the first time in American history where parents are now being told you must pay for this for for computers and and bandwidth or truancy laws are still in effect. You can go to jail. You know, it would really help them, right? What? Boots on the ground. There you go. Uh, Boots on the ground, building better schools. And because yeah. that's a silver bullet, people, but people, but to retrofit existing schools and build the new ones with knowing that sooner or later COVID 20 is going to come or MERS or something else that's going to do something yeah, similar, we, we need to out. take history has a terrible just, way just of repeating give us our itself. implants already, dude. Just matrix, matrix it. Like, oh, I got my BCG scar, which means in the, in the 60s, I, I got tagged. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I, joking, I'm joking. I, I mean, what's funny about education to me. In say of Texas or however it works, because I love talking to Jay and stuff, because they, they know so much more about this kind of stuff. <laughs> they know stuff. But like, I don't have any children, so I literally have zero concept of how schools are working today. Mm-hmm. I might have had an idea twenty plus years ago, but I feel like it'd be completely different today. Okay. And so it's like the input for me is zero, because I'm like, yeah, I hope kids go to school. I don't like the school bus stopping so many times on my street why can't the kids just all meet on one corner you don't just drive I mean, on the that, sidewalk around it i mean well that's the one that really upsets me it's like somehow they changed the laws for school buses where it's like now we have to stop in front of every kid's house i feel like that's the new rule and i'm like i remember when i went to school, that darn kid safety well no i remember when i went to school we had a bus stop i know so like the whole day to walk through the snow to get there well not the snow i mean it's on oh, the I corner did. uphill but i mean like you hang out with 20 kids and you're like, hanging out yeah but now it's like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. For bus safety, I get, or for kids' safety, but it, it causes me problems, and uh, <laughs> that's the only input I really have. Speed speed zones, I get it. I, I mean, it is what it is. And <laughs> but your tune will change the second l- little dick comes out. Yeah, well, like for example, Harley was going back to school, so I guess there's different levels of education, and she gave me some insight. She's taken, uh, I forgot what they're called. Like it's some entry, like some test to get into something. And she was saying, you know what the strangest thing I have to study for is I have to recognize sexist speech. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as a nurse? Hey, woman. And she's like, yeah, it's like I have to be able to recognize it. So and I go, well, you're a medical pro- Like, why would you need to know? Like, so you can report people? Like, why would you need to know? I, I'd be able to mm-hmm. identify and, Do you give lesser quality of care to someone if they if they I, use personal pronoun gendered I pronouns? I don't know. And yeah. she's like, yeah, it's kind of bizarre. And she's like, I'm actually that's the only thing I'm nervous about because I feel like all those kind of questions are like up in the air. Like you don't really. And I was like, I go, well, just remember. Well, you've heard me bitch about knee jerk reactions a lot. Yeah. 
And that's that's what this is. We got yeah. a knee jerk react to oh, if you say he or she. Uh, so what are they teaching our kids in school these days? Uh, whitey bad. No, they're not. I don't believe that. Yeah, the whole nation was founded by white men, and they had privilege. And no, there's a couple other people in there. There's gotta be. There's gotta be a couple other people. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm being very overly broad here. I but wonder how like Hollywood's gonna treat the founding father movies in the future. Because I remember, like, when John Adams' HBO series came out, mm-hmm. and then, like, other things similar to that, where it was like, that would be, like, an actor's dream. Mm-hmm. Because they get to reenact these strong characters, and they're, you know, they're, the dialogue is so... Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm a good actor, and this is, like, this is stage stuff. Like, I'm awesome. But I guess today, like, <laughs> you're going to be the bad guy. Well, as right? as you know, and some of, most of our listeners know, I'm, I'm heavy into theater. I'm a the- theater director, um... Love musicals for the most part. And one of my favorite musicals was one from the 60s or, or late 60s, early 70s called 1776. And that's a, that's a singing thing, right? Yeah, it's a musical about the the signing, of what, what it took to get the Declaration of Independence signed. It didn't sound too hard. Oh, it had to be unanimous vote. And that's something, this yeah. musical, boots, I, boots on the ground. Well, I was very fortunate that I was, uh, in one production I played John Adams, and in another production I played Ben Franklin. They didn't like later. each other, right? Oh no, they they were the only two allies there were. Now it was uh, uh, Jefferson and Adams. Well, Adams and almost everybody else, but Franklin put up with Adams the most. Adams was quote obnoxious and disliked end quote. Well, he thought he was smarter than everybody. Yeah, he was <laughs> on many levels. But the the point is that there's a the entire second half of this musical deals with. Jefferson wrote in the draft to abolish slavery, and yeah. the South said, no, and this has to be a unanimous vote. Take that clause out, or we won't vote. And it's all the machinations to, to get it going. Wouldn't you love to be in a scenario where you're negotiating people's lives? Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's so it's, bizarre It's very much—I I love 1776. There's a movie version of it with William Daniels. Can we compromise on this soul right here? Let's compromise. Well, that that was a big thing, and Adams actually said not in 1776, but but he actually said in real life in a letter to his wife about this: if we take this clause out, if we allow slavery to continue, within a hundred years there will be blood on our hands. There will be civil war over this. More than that, more than just a civil war. Yeah, but there was a civil war, you know, and yeah. 80 years later. So he was very prescient on that. So you have that musical. Now, flash forward 40, 50 years, we have Hamilton. Which opens up to a whole new audience. Now, I'm not a Hamilton fan personally, but I, I appreciate that it opened up musicals to a whole new audience. It brought hip-hop in. But here you have Hamilton, who owned slaves, married to a woman who was part of a slave-trading family. Her, her, her father owned a slave-trading It's not even talked about in Hamilton because that get, takes away from the, the message. So in 1776, you have just the, 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 the grief, the, the, the hassle, the, the, the angst of do we put keep slavery in or take it out? And what we have to do, how much of our souls we have to sell to get declaration passed, as Franklin says, that's what de- independence is the only thing that matters. After that, we'll pick up the pieces. But without independence, slavery, keeping this clause in, and, and that's why they take it out. They realize without independence, there's no way they could ever hope to fight it. And in Hamilton, it's you have slave owners singing, and a black woman singing, and you're like, oh, I want to be this person and play this person on Broadway, but you realize that in reality, she not only owned slaves, her family trafficked in slaves. They, they, you know, so same thing with schools. It's when we are closer to history. That's a long history, explanation, dude. Huh? That's a long explanation. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just, I'm just going on about how the shifts 
have happened over the decades that when it comes to stuff like slavery or what it took, you know, so nowadays it's easy to look at Hamilton and say, boy, all those white guys, the Jefferson and Adams and everything, they were just horrible people. They let slavery happen. Not realizing, hey, watch something from 40 years before where you can see the angst that they went through. Now, they're both fiction. You know, they're both musicals. But they, and remember 1776, I'll put this in perspective, Nixon was president when that movie came out and demanded it be cut. Uh, down because it made Republicans or made conservatives look bad. So even back then, presidents were were putting their fingers in it, and it actually happened. They cut up the film for the longest time, took out the song called Cool, Cool, Considerate Men, because it's the conservatives singing about why they want to hold on to their power. And Nixon's like, nope, cut it out. And if you want to talk about fascism, there you go right there, my friend. Yeah, that's what I like. Decisions like that make a man. Come on, dude. Get with it. Well, I'm not, you know, <laughs> uh, Cliff is correcting me, saying uh, uh, Hamilton's not so much a musical as it's a hip opera. I love that hip opera because okay. it's hip hop and it's an opera. I had no interest in seeing it. Oh, you should see it just to see it. No. Okay. I don't really care. It's kind of like watching Les Mis- Miserable or whatever. It Les Miserable. Les Mis. Like I don't care. Les Mis. I mean, maybe Les maybe maybe as my mind evolves, I'll appreciate the beauty of Les Miserable. But oh, I, I'm not a fan of it either. But I watch like, it just so I can so I can, if nothing else, say okay. Now I know why I don't like it that much. It has its moments. Kind of like Cats. Oh, Cats. Uh, Into the Woods. I despise Into the Woods, and it's one of those theater, one of those productions that everyone loves. It's like, nah, hate it. Can't do it. But at least I watched it, so my hatred is justified. Fair enough. It's okay not to like things. It absolutely is. So, But it's important to love things. I love you. So there you go. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Well, I, you know, the education thing, I hope Texas— I mean, the fact that Texas meets every four years or whatever it is, that's so stupid. It's like the laziest thing I've ever heard. It's like the most un-Texan thing ever. So well, they probably need to change that before they start changing other things. They really need to bring back, in my opinion, Dick, the classes that— Do they meet every four years or every two, two years? Every two years. Okay. Um, no, the education— the legislature needs to, and on a federal level and a state level, however, well, you need when vill- you took out wood shop and auto repair no, and home the, ec, they need the village shaman, dude. You know, the one that come tell the stories and it's like, oh, the, the elder, how, yeah, that's yeah, what. the oral <laughs> tradition. I love that. Well, I, you know, it's funny to me, and it's kind of like what people like. To, I'm always like to parallel things. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of like that stimulus bill we did. Where so many people were like, wait a second, we're just looking for COVID relief. Why are we giving all this money and all this, all this stuff? And like people are figuring this out. That's another thing like with education. It's kind of strange to me where you make these, did these shifts happen in big cuts? Where like they took wood shop out? Or was it a negotiation thing where it's like, hey, in this district, there's a lot more uh, hands-on people. Kind of like the like uh, the FFA. Mm-hmm. like. They probably don't have the FFA in Houston, but up here it's available for children, like for kids. Yeah, but it's uh, extracurricular so, activity. What basically? Well, you know, and I'm going to cut it down. They they cut budget. No, it's part of the school. Like you can go to there's a yeah. class you can take that's credited in the school, like for the FFA stuff. Right, because there's no need for it in a downtown metropolitan. But, but they might in downtown might have an orchestra class because that's where all the fancy people are. No, because they're getting cut. What happens is so you have. Thompson Middle School, okay. Okay. And they say, I got a million bucks a year. And they say, you know what? We're going to cut 
two hundred. You're down to eight hundred thousand a year. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut every 20, year. We're gonna cut twenty percent of your so budget. They've been cutting every year, basically. But hand in hand with cutting the budget, here is a list of uh, uh, standardized tests that your students all have to pass to to for you to get next year's money, even though it's lesser. And that's look English, social studies, math, and science. So. I get, not not art, not not art, yeah. not work. Well, wood those, shop, those not talents home are useless, Sean. What schools need to do? Okay. <laughs> I know what schools need to do is prepare anyone, and this is kind of like the British way to do it. Well, why is the Woodlands High School so successful, and the other high schools here are not like as good as them? That's a public I'm, school. Yeah, it is, and it's got so rich they, boosters. Are they, are they able to like maneuver the system and get more money, or like how? No, O'Connor ISD. Remember, there are thirteen hundred independent school districts throughout the nation. Okay, and, that's it. Well, this is a significant. We probably just need one. No, we do not need a federal level <laughs> because they know that Conroe High is more rural than Woodlands High, and so who knows that? You, well, there are more cows in Conroe than there are but in the Woodlands. Who, you said they know. Who's who's they? Bob and Mary. All right, so who's Bob and Mary? Who, I, I, can't give you, I can't feed you all the answers. The, You're going to have to look this up yourself. Are they the pocketbook? Yes. They're the pocketbook. Yeah, Bob and Mary determine, okay, it's like Scotty on the Enterprise. you got to divert power from the shields to go to the warp engines and so stuff. So why is the Woodlands more successful? It seems more, I, mean, I don't know. They might have like an underground dra- drug trafficking thing going there. Oh, okay. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> me there. It would not surprise me either. And, but like, you know, when you visit, it's, it's like a night and day kind of thing, especially when you look at the records and you look at like their extracurricular activities and the success of their graduates. Not downplaying Conroe High School because, you know, there are certainly great students that come from Conroe High School. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what's the big difference? I don't understand. They're in the same the school district. Because Montgomery County or Conroe Independent you, School you District, can't tell me because it's just rich people. No, because no, because it's all. Remember this: uh, the same school district fall, uh, is in charge of Woodlands High School as as Conroe High School. Yeah, and Conroe three Independent other school high district schools. is partic- Yeah, is Conroe Independent School District is particularly good, which of course, which is Montgomery County. Montgomery County is a little bit more to. rural, which means you know learning. French romantic poetry is not as important to them as learning how to till soil or, you know, to, to okay. raise livestock or to, to have a business going on. So those textbooks, remember, major curricula come down from the state legislature, but each independent school district can can fine-tune So could it. you just tell me straight up who gets more money a year, Woodland High School or Conroe High School? I, I would actually think Conroe High School does. Really? Because they need more. Yeah. It's what you do with the money, and that that's a, a big difference between so fiscal conservatives and it's fiscal leadership leader. slash yeah. program issue or exi- mm-hmm. exercising the program. Yeah, and the mindset behind it. If yeah. you have a Houston Independent School District superintendent who you know feels that everyone should be given a fair shake, uh, then the money gets diverted equally. Uh, but since okay, everyone either gets ten bucks for the year, or we're going to cut down things we don't like. Or, or that are, aren't going to help us pass these standardized tests. We got to kill standardized testing. We we have to. It's got to go. Or if you have a standardized test, it has to be at the beginning of the school year, so you can see where each student is naturally, and then shunt them in the classes accordingly. But this whole end of the year thing, it's it's got to go. And if Jay ever gets state rep, or if I ever run and by a major miracle get it, that is a number one on my list because education is the silver bullet. Everything stems from good education. Or proper education. I thought it was good genetics. 
Well, that too. I mean, you know, as long as the master race runs the schools, we're okay. That last part was a joke. Yeah, there's a lot of jokes flying. Really, know, really right? dark stuff. I like it. <laughs> uh, Sith jokes. But okay, I mean, I you know, I get it, and it is, I mean, I support it. Whatever, uh, whatever Holly tells me what to do, I'll do it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the truth. At the end of the thing, I'm going to get told what to do, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. Here on the show, Dick, you have your own voice. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Let's, okay. let's change topics. Okay. Uh, I, I would, uh, you know, the Courier, I like the Courier a lot. I'm just going to give them a shout-out. They do a great job, but your headline shouldn't be about sexual assault of a child. I'm just letting you know. I don't really want to read that first. Like That's like on the front page. Well, what you want to read is not germane to what the news I is. I know, but I mean, like, you can put it to the side. Like if that's really the leading story, Montgomery County and Conroe, some mom being really. Would you deep. rather them phrase it like peaceful parenting no. intensifies? No, but it's like thanks for reminding me I live in a crappy place because someone's touching kids. I feel you on that. Now, if it was a significant person in the community and it's like <laughs> a it's like a ringleader or something like it's a big old investigation, I get it. But clearly all you did was you called the jail and be like, hey, who got arrested today? And it's like, these people did. Oh, this has a key word. We need to put that in the headline. People don't like that word. Yeah, now what's odd about this um, is the person uh, you're talking about who was arrested for aggravated sexual assault of a child was a woman. Yeah, well, that's not odd. Uh, well, it's... Everybody, uh, everybody poops, dude. This is true, but the assumption is when you hear... If you see a headline, oh, yeah, someone got arrested oh. for aggravated yeah. sexual assault of a child... 99 times out of 100, someone's going to say, what's his name? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. So. It's just kind of weird. And, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, what was the snowstorm kind of fun for you at all? Like, I know it, it sleeted more of the Yeah. That. So I was on the road all, all day, uh, headed up that morning to Dallas with Mrs. Skippy. Oh, really? Yeah. It was. Um, Your sister's birthday. Yeah. We were celebrating my late sister's birthday. Yeah. And go up to, to, to the cemetery. So driving up, it was a mixture. Now, it wasn't sleet so much, but it was a mixture of rain and snow. Well, as I know here, you know, here, like the bowling alley parking lot and stuff, by the time I left, like there was ice on the ground in certain areas. But it, it could easily break. Like you just step on it. Yeah. You know, it's not like solid ice where your car would start sliding everywhere. Right. So the morning up wasn't that bad because, you know, it was in the upper 30s. So nothing, you know, was freezing on the ground. Uh, we got up to Dallas, and at the cemetery, you know, Mrs. Skippy had the pr- perfect word for it. It was very serene. The snow was actually falling. It was actually snow, you know, on top of the trees and made, made it look really nice, uh, but not like blankets of it. So we stayed there for a little while and then started heading down to Mansfield because I wanted to see my new grandchild. And they live in Mansfield, which is south of Fort Worth, so it's like a 45-minute hour drive. Is that the training camp, or what did I do there? Mansfield? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a college town, actually. Oh, interesting. All right. But um, by the time we got there, there was snow. Your grandchild's already everywhere. in college? Uh, I got a grandchild about to hit high school. Uh, Christopher's about, he's 13. Did you go to Conroe High School? No, they go. They live in Mansfield. Uh, do they have like a Woodlands High School there? Do parents really try hard to put them in the Woodlands I'm, High School? Very, very likely. I'm sure Mansfield High Rock. I bet there's some weird stories here locally about like how to get your kid because uh, everyone wants the best well, education. Remember, for Texas their kid. had the cheerleader mom who tried to kill the other. She tried to kill the other cheerleader so her daughter could get in. 
That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, but so, by the time we got to Mansfield, yeah. I mean, there was snow everywhere. You know, we had a snowball fight in the front yard. Like an actual snowball fight? Yeah, That's actually fun. grabbing snowball. And stayed there for a few hours. We left about probably 4.35 to start heading back down to Houston. And by the time we got on I-45 again at Corsicana, and if I'm using foreign words, I apologize, but, you know, it's about 200 miles. There's uh, a lot of towns trip. in Texas. Yeah, but it's about 200-mile trip. By the time we got to Fairfield for dinner time. It was turning to slow and snush, and cars were spinning out everywhere. Oh, cool. And my GPS was saying, you know, there were massive delays up ahead because of accidents. So we ate uh, ate dinner at Sam's Restaurant, which is a great restaurant in Fairfield. It's got a buffet and, and stuff. And there were only like three families in there, so they're giving us like all the, all the food we could. Here, take this pie home with you. Got back on the road, but we're... Having to take backways at this point because you know the the GPS was saying get off the the freeway now and we'd see brake lights, so we were actually able to keep it going slow but steady, maybe thirty forty miles an hour the whole way until we got north about Madisonville, yeah, which is about fifty miles seventy miles north of the Woodlands, yeah, and that's where it took longer to get from Madisonville home than it did to get to Madisonville. There's idiots it. all over the road. And it was it had stopped snowing. It was just the roads were slick, and there were you know ice had been piled up on the side. So for the most part, the day was awesome weather wise. Just coming back, and it's because Houstonians and by uh, extension woodland woodlanders don't know how to drive when there's the slightest bit of ice on the road. They just don't because we never get it. You know, once every five years we see that white stuff on the ground. And that's where I become stubborn. I'm like, I'm not driving. I'm well, unfortunately, I had no choice. I had to complete the There's always a choice. The, the trek. There's always a choice. Yeah, I could have pulled over and slept in the car and get murdered in my sleep. Then you'd have to find a new co-host who no, wouldn't I have would my twinkle. To, I wouldn't need to find a new co-host. I believe in the dark arts, so i just bring you back. Dude. So there you go. Uh, Problem solved. Like a golem? Arr, skippy funny. Yeah. I just need a sample of your doo-doo, and then I can bring, <laughs> bring you back. Oh, you already had that, remember? When, oh, never uh, mind, people. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but, you know, the weather this week, it's going to be kind of the same. It's going to be cold till like, Sunday. And then I think next week it's going to start, like, warming up just a little bit. Uh, but I think the cold is going to be over this week. Yeah, it's going to be getting up. In fact, uh, today it's already, I can tell you, uh, it was, like, 43 when we started the broadcast. And, it's 45 right now. 45, and it's going to get up to the low to mid-60s today. Sun shining all day, moon shining all night for the next few days. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday they're talking about maybe some rain yeah. uh, ne- next week. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I also want to remind folks, if they didn't know this, uh, our buddy that we did a remote with over at Gallivant Coffee, they moved the car that he finally got approval. I'm looking out the window and I see on it. Maine and Metcalf. And his name, hold on, straight, Bra- ben, Brad. Brad, that's it, Brad. Bradley. I think it's Brad. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, he's there six days a week. I believe he's not open Sundays. But yeah, he tre- he treks that cart over here every morning, like at seven a.m. and is open till you know whenever he's not there. I don't know when that is. When the co- till the coffee um, runs out. Yeah, he's making coffee there in the corner. He's usually pretty busy. It's kind of weird that some of people hang out. I feel like coffee is a natural calling to people to hang out because I offered to make him a no loitering sign because every morning I see like six people just hanging out drinking coffee and there's nowhere to really sit but like further back into the park. It's just kind of weird to hang out, but I, yeah. I get it. 
But, uh, but yeah, I just want to let people know they he moved Gallivant Coffee over there. They got the city of Conroe. I think it's the fastest they ever reacted to help somebody out because if you if you listen to our interview we did with him several uh, I think a month a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't get a permit for he would have that to, was about six months ago. Yeah, he would have to get a permit every day to work to be there. So that would be obnoxious to do mm. that. So now they somehow changed the rules. So hopefully they're making some other changes to downtown. Where allows people to do stuff like what Bradley's trying well, to do. Well, we have a brand new city council led by a brand new mayor. Yeah. So uh whatever they can do, I guess make it I don't really know what the problems really are here. I mean, I bet I imagine there's some problems if you have money because you want to do stuff with that money, even if <laughs> people are like, I want to build something. No, you can't build I wish that. I had that problem. So I have all this money and I don't know how to spend it. Well, you know, I'm, no, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like like, because you always hear people complaining about city, like the city, uh, the city of Conroe, and just like permits. I'm like, but I haven't gone through that, mm-hmm. so I don't really know what the big deal is. But I imagine that's what a lot of people are always kind of mention when they're building something. It's like all oh, the permits here. I'm like, what do you have to get permits for? Like, tell me about it. How hard is it? Are you complain because you have to fill out a piece of paper? Like, what's the deal? Because well, it depends on how, you know, what's on the piece of paper. You could say the same thing about filling out your taxes every year. It's just a piece of paper. It's not hard. <laughs> it really isn't. It is when you're you, desperately trying to find every deduction known to the history of mankind. Yeah, but that's why they make the system that way. Like, you can take the easy route and get it done, and you just won't probably save any money. Mm. But Or you could be like, hey, I'm going to figure this. That's number two on my presidential but, overhaul. But they don't make it hard enough where you can't do your taxes. Like, if you're just trying to get it done. So, I think Would you just, agree with that? Would you agree with that, Sean? That taxes aren't it's hard when you can't do them? It's not too difficult. Like if you you know how to do them, yeah. But like if you want to save money, that's when you become the chess master and you got to figure this stuff out. Right. But however, if you make a mistake on that, you go to jail. <clears throat> Sometimes. So, Sometimes. Here's my breakdown of the U.S. tax system. Do you system. actually use your ID and stuff on your tax? <clears throat> what name am I using yeah, this, what, this year? Yeah, Sean something. Uh, but here's my breakdown of the U.S. tax system in, no, in, in no, a nutshell. We're, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're gonna do it real quick. It's gonna take twelve seconds. All right, twelve seconds. Government says. You owe us money. Yeah. Person says, how much? Government says, that's for you to find out. Person says, what if I get wrong? Government says, you go to jail. I like it. I mean, come on. Think about any situation in life where you get to do that to somebody. <laughs> I mean, would you Oh, not... and also now we, we decide who gets health care, too. Would you not do that if you had the power to do that? Like, I don't no. want to do anything. I don't want to work. But just give me money, dude. Just give me money. Is that I mean, what it is? Yeah, I mean... I, I think you're... You'd see, be one of those unhappy lottery winners. See, no, see you're looking at it the wrong perspective. What, what the world's teaching me every day is just be the person with the power. Be the person with the power. Be the person with the power. Now, that's a slogan if I ever heard one. I like so, that. Like, no more complaining, be people. Person. Be the person who gets to do these horrible things. Quit your bitching. Be the person <laughs> with the power. Yeah, and be that horrible... That do, sounds like a running shoe commercial. And do the horrible things to people. Like, that's what you got to do. Now so. it really sounds like a running shoe commercial. <laughs> be horrible to others. Well, I mean, that's what else are you going to do with power? Are you going to be good? That's boring. <laughs> Who am I, Tony Stark? No! Even Tony Stark was bad. That dude killed millions of people. But he, he was he was cool when he did it, so it's okay. Well, it's it's more of like, does the human race have a, have a, a little inch of forgiveness in them? Because could you forgive? It depends it? on who they're forgiving yeah, or not forgiving. Could you forgive Tony Stark for killing all those people before he changed into Iron Man? Because he's making weapons. Like he was just making weapons, dude. He's killing people. So there you go. I mean, like, well, how? What's the value of a soul? One or a million? Who cares? Does he become a Force Ghost? Because that's what kills me about these yeah. Force Ghosts in the Star Wars movies. It's you can live a lifetime of just being horrible. I mean, 
uh, what's his name? Anakin Skywalker kills little kids. I mean, ki- slaughters little kids. They should have left that in the movie, dude. That'd be so hard. He slaughters them, and then at the end, just because he he throws a bad guy over a railing, and of course, even fails at that. Because he kills Mace Windu. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He kills all these people, but at the very end, he's like, oh, you know what? I helped blow up a planet, killing billions. I, I slaughter little kids, but I'm going to throw the emperor over a balcony, even though the emperor still survives, and now I'm suddenly good. It's like a deathbed confession. I think being a Jedi is just yeah. like being a Catholic. See, I don't understand why people are trying to convert Donald Trump Jr. to do this. Do what? You know. Throw Trump over yeah. a balcony? It's to say it's the dark side. It corrupted you, dude. And that's not hard. Just give him a bunch of mescaline or something and make him feel like he's... His midichlorian count is too low. Yeah, I don't see... But yeah, just seriously, in the Star Wars universe, you you can be a horrible, horrible person, but let let your last act be a futile gesture of of being good, and all of a sudden, you're you're an angel. I mean, isn't that what Jesus did? Well, I don't say he... (laughs) I don't think he slaughtered kids. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. That, when I saw that in episode three, I was like, "Oh man, we're really gonna show here." Like, because that I was like, "That's so messed up." Yeah. And then they had that horrible acting by Natalie Portman. He killed young links, and it's like, no, he didn't just kill him, man. He just he tore him in half. Like he he used a lightsaber. Yeah. It'd be one thing to gas the room or whatever, but because like, here's the thing, by definition, you can't stab them because they're so low. So that means you got to <laughs> swing down and slice them in half. He probably just put it forward. At ran. that moment, there's no amount of Hail Marys or, or I mean, it's the awful. Jedi version of absolution is going to get you on the good side. Yeah. See, that's one thing <laughs> I don't really get. And like, I guess it's kind of like the Obi-Wan's character would not be so upset because he's like, he's that in check of his emotions because I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm surprised he didn't. But anger leads to the dark side. Yeah, I know. I mean, oh, Mr. Perfect Obi-Wan, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's so funny to me. But uh, but yeah, moving on, moving on. Anything else you want to discuss for today's show? Before? Well, because you know Friday we have Jack coming in from the Houston Money Show. Yeah, I would love to actually hear what the latest and, and greatest is. I, I may actually bring in some of my coin collection, just kind of show them what I have. I got this you know, bicentennial set. Were, he was telling me uh, he was on a keeping up with Connor yesterday. He was talking about they have other collector items too, not just coins like comic books, like Beanie stuff. Babies. Maybe I don't know. He just said there's other options because they sold Baseball out. All cards? the booths were sold out. Nice. So, That's good to hear. Now this is happening at the Lone Star Expo Center. Expo Convention Center. Cool. I guess what's Expo? Well, yeah, the Expo and Convention. So well, the Lone Star Convention Center up there in Conroe. Yeah. And uh, it's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Yeah. We'll find out Friday. Yeah, Friday it's we'll it's get probably all the this weekend. I have no <laughs> idea. I just I wouldn't mind popping in. by. I want to see what there is to see. Yeah. And then, you know, Taste of the Town's going on, and I want to remind folks to check that out, tasteofthetown.org. $25 tickets get you samples to, like, over 30 or 40 restaurants in the Woodlands area and surrounding areas. Because uh, I know Pacific Yard House is on there and stuff like that. So uh, if you're a foodie person and you want to get out of the house and you have a whole pack of masks, then uh, go check this place out, all these places. So Yeah, and Woodlands does have some great restaurants. Yeah, there's a lot of something's going on there, like Step for Wives kind of thing. Like something's <laughs> going on there. Someone's drinking that Kool Aid, and people are forgetting what what real life is over there. Is that what that is? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I mean, duh, duh, <laughs> duh, bro. Uh, but yeah, so that's happening, and then there you go. Did you uh, happen to see that Netflix announced that they're releasing a movie every week this year? I heard something about that. 
Yeah, and it has a bunch. There's a bunch of movies, man. And I'm interested to see um, how long they can keep me at home because <laughs> why else would they make a movie every week? And I think, well, I think actually it's really smart of them because that to me that's challenging the movie theater model where oh that's what they're trying to they're they're they're, they're springing now. Here's a question I have: In the past, you've railed against streaming shows being released every week because you, you want to binge. So you're well, still on that mindset. I'm selfish, man. Boots on the ground. Give me that stuff, like. It's mine. I, I want it. See, I'm loving the whole every week thing, and I was no, I get it. Like, because I was telling well, the kids, this it is reminds me of like a lesson up. you learn when you're a child. It's like you Good have to, come to those. Yeah, away. you have to be patient, and I get it. I I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think uh, what the I guess my only real complaint of that method is it really screws up. I think today's writing process for TV shows because back in the day that was the norm. Where it's like, hey, we actually have a good map of what we're trying to accomplish with 22, 27 episodes or whatever it is. But today I feel like the writers are not trained in that method. So it's like the way they write these episodes, it's just not as hard hitting as those past, you know, 20 years ago episodes would have been. Mm -hmm. So they're not as they're not as careful with each episode really has to be good. This to me, it depends on the writer because well, sometimes it's me, good what, to have an to me, eight they, or ten episode well, season. See, to me, how 22. they're writing it today, like the Mandalorian, for example, I think what they it's almost like what they did was they wrote the Mandalorian, they have like the 300 page script or 400 page script, mm -hmm. they wrote the season, and they're like, All right, here we go, we're gonna throw darts at the board. Page 33, that's end of episode one, page 48, end of episode two, because some of the stuff is just so like that you know, they're like, Oh, we got to end this at one point. And it's like, oh, well, this episode's only going to be 30 minutes long if we end it there. Well, we got to end it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So there, I, do you understand know about, like, I don't think there's any care for each individual episode. I think it's more of, like... It depends on the show. Now, listener Misty's pointing out she needs season four of Cobra Kai. Now, everyone I know is, like, loving Cobra Kai. I wasn't that much into the Karate Kid to begin with back in the day. I mean, you know, I, I was one of those guys going, wait, what he did was just illegal. You know, the, yeah, the, 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 the face kick. Kicking in the face, yeah. And that's why I loved in How I Met Your Mother, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, Barney, is always going on. It's his bachelor party, and they get him Ralph Macchio because he wants the karate kid for his bachelor party. He's like, no, Ralph Macchio, you're the bad guy. Uh, William Zabka was the good guy. And what he doesn't know is William Zabka is the clown that they've hired. Uh, and so the whole uh, episode, there's this clown, and he comes out. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I always feel, thank you for believing in me. I was the good guy. Cause, and even Ralph Macchio nods and winks at the fact that, you know, he's not really a good guy in The Karate Kid. Yeah. Well, but this Cobra on, Kai show, have you, have you seen it? I've heard it? of it. I think I saw the first episode because it was on YouTube originally. It was a YouTube red show. Oh, okay. I, is that still a thing? I have no idea. Okay. Well, you know, YouTube's getting shut down. Don't worry about YouTube anymore. And uh, I think, yeah, I want to say it was it was a YouTube-only show, and then Netflix somehow got a hold of it. Now Netflix is doing it. But, yeah, I mean. I got to check it out. Television shows are getting good. I mean, and they're getting bad. At and the, some of the network shows are coming back, too. And some of them are having to do the obligatory message thing, uh, like Blue Bloods, since it's about New York cops, it had to address the defund the police and police brutality and, and wearing well, masks. Well, another thing to comment on the writing thing, mm -hmm. another issue that I can kind of see, because you're a writer, you see that we, with the, with the new streaming age of television, you can really tell a story very well with a lot of money 
and not have 40 episodes. Yes. So I think that's kind of the, like, the people who are writing, like, The Mandalorian's a great example. It's like, we the people want to watch the show, we want to make it, but we got to, like, milk it for all it's worth. So for 40% of all the episodes have nothing to really do with anything. It's just them, we're on a journey. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the way The Mandalorian needs to play out is play out more like a movie. We don't need any filler. We just need the movie. We just need like the core. Well, it's also a spaghetti western, and if you look back uh, at the original spaghetti westerns, there was a lot of that. You know, they would have like the the drawing the gun scene would be four minutes long because it'd be cutting yeah, back and forth. Be the they'd be looking at each scene, other, and that's it. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be that scene five times in the movie, mm. and if unless it had something to do with the plot. And that and the Mandalorian had like three episodes that were exactly the same. Oh, we need the Mandalorian's help. Well, I don't want to help you, but I need something from you. Yes, okay, I'll help you. And that's like three episodes. You didn't need that stuff. Like, you know, yeah. Chris has chimed in on Cobra Kai too. Apparently, we've been missing out. We need to watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, I heard it was good. I don't really. I. All right, it's fine with me. Okay, Daniel San. Um, you and I will meet soon enough. I may have to watch the Karate Kid again just to refresh my memory. And you know, I was never really a Karate fan kid. I was more of uh, what was the Chuck Norris movie? Sidekicks? Sidekicks, yes. I was more of that. With Jonathan Brandis yeah. and wasn't Joe Piscopo in that one I too? Don't know. Yeah. I just remember that movie a little bit more than I do, you know, Mr. Miyagi. So No, we all love Mr. Miyagi. Because I feel like there's a ten year difference between those movies. Oh yeah. No, uh Karate Kid was yeah. There was a actually I think the Jonathan Brandis one, because that's before he got in that deep quest TV show with yeah. Roy Scheider, and then unfortunately he, he committed suicide, unfortunately. Um but yeah, there's a few years difference between. Well, so, thanks sidekicks. for going down that path. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, it was. Uh, by the time Sidekicks came around, it was based off of you know how you have a uh, a movie that sets the new tone, and then you get a lot of yeah, that's fine uh, follow ups or, or pretenders to it. That's what uh, Sidekicks was to the Karate Kid. Yeah. No, see, I miss Surf Ninjas. That was a movie. Surf Ninjas. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Leslie Nielsen, with Rob, Schneider. Rob Schneider's in it. Uh, Leslie Nielsen plays the bad guy, General Chain, yeah. and it's just, you know, hi, this is General Chain. Can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Beep. And he becomes a robot, like. Well, he's got he's got his bad thing. Yes, I mean, there's there's some wild. You got to dig up that movie. Watch that and the original Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. It was his last role, and he was just amazing. He's a good actor. He was, yeah. You know, his acting in that movie reminded me of that Pedro Pascal guy in Wonder Woman. Wait, say that again now? The, his acting in Street Fighter uh-huh. reminded me of Pedro Pascal's acting in Wonder Woman. I believe it. Hey, check this out. So listener Krista says that she worked with Joe Piscopo and Chuck Norris on Sidekicks, and she's got stories. Krista, okay, we gotta, yeah, yeah, Krista, let's hang out. Yeah, you can't leave us hanging. And I know you're. we'll Zoom you in because she's out of state. Yeah. Um, we will Zoom you in, but you gotta, you can't leave us hanging like this. Because I, I just remember that movie because that was one of the first movies that I saw when the main character would have to daydream. If you remember that, like that was a big part of the movie where he daydream of, of Chuck Norris doing crazy stuff at the school or mm-hmm. like. And I, I, I remember watching, I was like, hey, we have the same kind of dreams. Awesome. And like, I remember other people do that. Okay. So I'm not the only one who daydreamed about Chuck, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris kicking butt. I get it. Chuck Norris does not do push-ups. He does earth downs. I like it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, 
You know, I've been trying to figure out how we can end the show because do you have anything else you want to talk about? I know we kind of covered the local stuff, taste of the town. Covered local stuff, got some national stuff in, a uh, little pop culture references. Uh, we will, uh, like Dick said, we will be back on Friday. We we uh, talking about the coin show, and you got to check this out because it's not boring. This this you know, guy makes it really me, fun and exciting. Let me ask you this, yes. in the audience listening: How did Elon Musk become the richest person in the world? Where like, because like when you tell me Jeff Bezos is the richest, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Because that dude's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Amazon is everywhere. It's not just delivering packages. So Elon Musk, I, when, he, so when I read that he was the richest person or you know projector or whatever, I'm like, didn't he just he just makes batteries, right? Like he just does. He has a space deal, which isn't making like it's not cost effective. I know that's not cost effective, you know. And then the cars, Tesla, but what else? Like investments, research. That's. So it's just stuff we don't and know. Think about because you because you're saying like you know he makes batteries, but think about it. One of the richest people in America would probably be the guy that invented wire coat hangers because you you, you find a need, you fill it. Everyone needs a coat hanger. Yeah. So okay, or ball bearing. I mean, if I could go back in time, I'd like patent the ball bearing, which is a steel ball. But every time one's made, the person who patented it gets. A percentage of that money. Think about how many yeah. billions or trillions do, of ball bearings are made. I'm just saying, in my in my worldview, it's like when so, when I think of Jeff Bezos, I think him up really further ahead than. So either Jeff Bezos lost a lot of money. I know he did. He got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Got a divorce. That's probably why he's not the richest person. And uh, that's, that's yeah, a, like Jack Dorsey just lost what like five billion dollars. Uh, Twitter lost five too? billion. Uh, Twitter lost five billion in value. Oh, I guess they divorced Trump. Oh, no, that so, yeah, yeah, that that was that. Yeah, uh, but hey, Chris is back from uh, um, what? Chris is back in town, so she says we're stuck with her. She's got to come and set, set up an appointment. Uh, come back on the show and tell us your your the tales. sidekick stories. Yeah, 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 no, I just I don't see, especially when you tell me five billion. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, that's someone's evaluation of a company that sucks. Like, I don't really get it. Hey, Shelly, good to see you online. That's the only thing I wish I could. I wish when I was younger, I focused more on how to believe that. Of the like the stock exchange facade, because mm-hmm. I feel like you're making money by cheating all the time. Like that's the only way to make money in that world. No, you have to look at it like cheating. Look at it like a competition. Like yeah, because if someone tells me Twitter's worth billions and billions of dollars, you got I laugh. I'd be like, I, I don't see that at all. Now, if someone told me like, oh, this bank is worth well, that's that, what caused the dot com bust. People are like, oh yeah, we we have a dot com company. We're worth fifty billion dollars. What do you do? Uh, we sell ideas. Okay. Good luck selling that. Boom. Well, no, like Amazon, I get because Amazon does service and does a lot of different services. Mm-hmm. Like they do, AWS is huge. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people realize how much power Amazon has in your web, on your web content. They basically host like a, a chunk of it, a mm-hmm. good chunk. And so, for for example, if AWS suddenly went down, I think half the internet would go down. So that tells you how powerful they are. But Twitter, to me. What do they have asset wise? There's just an advertising platform, an advertising platform worth billions of dollars. Well, a lot of it, you're, you're, a lot of the money's coming from the name and the reputation, and when I mean, that get when it. that gets hurt, I don't yeah, see it. that's I'll, what caused the original dot com bust. The, think about that year of Super Bowl commercials, and I'll tell you the turnaround time or, or the, the turnabout point was when there was a Super Bowl commercial about a dot com. I can't even remember what the dot com was, and it had. It was just 30 well, like, seconds of monkeys going, but see, like, and they said, we just Facebook, blew $8 million. I, Facebook, I can see having a value because there's more than just posting stuff there. 
No, there's 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 the video market, content, well, ad there's, content. There's, yeah, there's there's the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Twitter has a marketplace. No idea. No. Uh, but I mean, like to me, I could see more value in Facebook than in Twitter because Twitter is just to me, it's very simple. I just don't see it. I just don't see the great value. It's kind of like Instagram. Like Instagram, you're just posting pictures. Is it? Like there's no like you can. I think you can watch videos. It's kind of like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Always obsessed. Well, with Facebook TikTok. owns. Instagram. Well, yeah, well, they own. Yeah, well, uh, but it's funny because you know a lot of people make fun of Tom, the guy that used to own MySpace and he sold it. And yeah. people are like, ah, yeah. I actually Tom piped up. I think he was on Twitter pointing out. He's like, yeah, I sold MySpace for like a hundred million dollars. I've been out cruising the world. <laughs> Who's laughing now? And I, I love that that people well, thought I, MySpace just. I bombed. Would, I'm not kidding you. I would not want to be one of the head people of Facebook or whatever. Cause you're going to, it's so funny to look at Mark Zuckerberg's. Yeah. Oh, watch like, the social network well, and realize that. that's the that. best light they could put him in. Like you look at his post to the world saying like, this is the decision why we made this decision. And he does this probably like once a year or something like that. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. Like it's okay to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mental gymnastics like, that a lot of people are performing nowadays, the Zuckerbergs and the Jack like Dorseys how, of the like, world, especially with, to justify their actions. Especially with the Trump stuff. Why do you think it'd be bad just to be like, yeah, we don't like the guy. He causes a lot of issues yeah, for so I'm us. Saying, so you come so, up with this mental gymnastics that I just— I think people even— Well, it's not censorship even, per se. Even conservatives are probably okay if you said something along the lines of, he just causes a lot of issues for our company. But so the second they do that, they're no longer a platform. They're a publisher. They lose Section 230 So how are they not a publisher now? Because they're saying they're not. Jack went on in front of a Senate subcommittee and under oath said, oh, no, we don't censor conservative voices. All evidence, but since that's his testimony, no one wants to fight him on it. Yeah. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. Sooner or later, these antitrust lawsuits are going to be filed, and it's going to make it all the way up to the Supreme Court, and there's going to be some serious breakups Well, the happening. only riots are going to start is when Facebook.com goes down. They're like, we can't get can't get on Facebook anymore. TikTok's down. How can you have a riot? Because you won't have social media to tell you where to go. That's so true. Facebook goes down. You know what? The <laughs> there will be seventy-two hours of ah, and then everyone will be just fine. Yeah, it'd be fun. That'd be that'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. What was that TV show that they had where like one day like all the power just magically goes out? Revolution. I, I only watched like the first six episodes because it was more of the same. Because I I hate shows where just because the power goes out, everyone stops bathing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Everyone stank, gets dirty. Stank, and, stank, man. Yeah, it's like you can still there. There, there's gas heater over there. There's a hot spring. Hey, there's a cold river. Just well, we know who we're in. getting rid of first is Sean because he's taking so many showers. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, I could just see myself going, Sean. I understand you want to be clean, but you don't have to clean every day like you used to. Oh, dude. I, I, you know, I don't know if she's still listening in today, but Mrs. Kippy takes the world's longest showers. I would, I would be. Well, showers are comfortable. It's a they hot are. Shower, it's I, good. I wish I could. But I don't understand. Like you, do you get the shower every day in the apocalypse? Why I would. Well, I would totally love being dirty. I don't want to be gungy. I, I would totally love that because I can say, hey, it's the apocalypse, man. I need to. Chill re- out. I would need to reinvent toothpaste because I just can't, I can't wake up and go every day. You know, I, I gotta have that fresh breath and and clean pits. Well, I think things are going to be a little different under the circumstances. There's an apocalypse. No, no, I will be the best smelling person in that apocalypse. Yeah, and that's when they'll find you the fastest because it's not like, oh, someone smells good. <laughs> You're eating. Wouldn't it be funny if on The Walking Dead they found out that the zombies couldn't smell soap? So all you got to do is bathe. 
and you can walk right through them. Yeah, I can see that. Or perfume or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, something that, you know, you mean this whole time we've been covering ourselves with zombie guts and not bathing when all we had to do was just use some, right, some deodorant? <laughs> Chanel number five or whatever. There you go. <laughs> I guess. I like it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Elon Musk versus dude. I still don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I feel like he does more than what we know he does. I feel like he's like one of those evil scientist kind of dudes. It wouldn't surprise me. Jeff Bezos looks like a villain. Like oh yeah, like I, you know they need to stop the 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 movies need to stop having Trump clones be the bad guy and start making them Bezos clones. Well, they did that with a couple movies. I think that Netflix movie that was pre-Trump uh, though. It, no, like like when they had Jonathan Trump. Jonathan during, Price playing. It was um, during his deal. It was like Underground Six. I think it was, it was that one. But like uh, no, it was the. Uh, it was the old guard where the bad guy turned out to be like a young entrepreneur who wanted to clone, and but he was a tech dude, and it was basically Mark Zuckerberg, but he went a little crazy mm-hmm. with what he wanted to achieve. And oh yeah, I think the James Bond movie with Jonathan it, it was, Price was also trying he was to played by one of the Harry Potter actors. I forget Neville 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 Longbottom. Yeah, whoever the actor was, he who played. became quite the yeah he's the, 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 the Hunky, yeah, bunk there. The movie still sucked, but <laughs> like he was in it. I just remember that because it was like, oh, we're gonna get his head chopped off. What? Yeah. So. Yeah, no. If they wanted like a, a real James Bond movie, they need to have, you know, a Jeff Bezos person be be the bad guy. Yeah, but what, I mean, I think what's weird to me is Jeff Bezos reminds me more of like the global, like I want to control the world. But, like, Zuck, Zuck, I mean, there's not really a guy. Elon Musk reminds me of something like, I can see him trying to do something evil. Like, do an act of evil. You think Zuckerberg would be more... More of, like, Zuckerberg and the, the Bezos guy will be more of, like, no, I just want to have power. I just want to control everything. I want to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, build 30 nukes and try to kill you. So, But I could see, like, Elon Musk going, oh, dude, I'm building all these satellites. But in the satellites, it's smoke. So I'm going to black out the sun. You know, I'm going to do all... You know what I'm talking about? Like, this crazy... I got you. So I can see, I can see that more hands-on villain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about perspective. So Elon Musk, the hands-on villain. I, I, that's the way I see it. You, you fools bought all my Teslas. They're actually now I can control them, and now they're doing, you know, doing all this stuff. Laughing because Jimmy Hoffa's body is in that spaceman that's in the car. Yeah. I'm telling you, they need to raise the visor on that and see who was inside. Probably like his ex-wife or something. Yeah, I'm like thinking that. someone's got. There's got to be a body in that spacesuit in that Tesla that's out in space. This is an opportunity too good to pass up. Wait, I get to shoot a mannequin into space and wouldn't no one's gonna be, look. Wouldn't that be so twisted? It's like that's like a. It's like, he's like that's duck. the ultimate oh, Law man. and Order episode right there. <laughs> clang clang. He's like he's he's knocking on the head with the visor up, and he's like, you know, the greatest thing about this, no one's ever gonna find it's, out. It's like the best. Twilight Zone episode since the one where the woman beat the beat her husband to death with uh, the leg of lamb that's frozen, and then she cooks it for the cops so they can have dinner, and they're literally eating the evidence. What movie is this? This is a Twilight Zone episode. That's a good. That's a good thing. I like yeah. that idea. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, it's ten forty on the dot. Yeah, let's close the show. Okay, great conversation. Um, Thanks everyone for tuning in. We had some people actually listening to us today and, and commenting. Krista, do set yourself up a, a return visit to the the studio. Yeah, and uh, we'll be here Friday. We have Jack from the Houston Money Show. If you're into coin collecting and those kind of things, there's a great event happening here every year uh, with coins. So that's a it's a fun thing. It it, it really is fun. I've been. 
And uh, yeah, so we'll have Jack here on Friday. And yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. And we'll see you guys later. <laughs>